I think Justin Jefferson has already passed Randy Moss in terms of greatness. And You're here's absolutely why. dumb, bro. No, no, no. I swear this, to God. You, this is why. This is why. I mean, let's just look at the overall game right now. I don't think LeBron's top five now. I don't think he's top five ever. I don't care about the points. I'm looking at overall game. He is not top five. There's no way. Do you ever get tired of speaking? I, I, I can't do this anymore. What world are you on right now? Are you on Kyrie's flat earth? The only impression that Kendrick Perkins left in the game of basketball was his butt imprint on left bench. The Cowboys are not America's team. Every Super Bowl played before the 1970s doesn't count. The Vikings and the Texans still have the same amount of playoff players. Stats don't lie. Kentucky's overrated in my opinion. <laughs> That's just not even true. I'm about to see that warp sided page. It's not my fault that I have to bring a bottle of Advil every time we record one of these. Now, I don't say this often. I don't say this often. Now, I don't say this often. He's going to be a wild card in the league. Welcome back to the official Wild Cards Podcast. I want to thank everyone for stopping by once again. I'm Coleman Madland. I'm Joshua Sykes. I'm Brandon Hartke. A lot of big news this week. Let's start off with some major headlines. I think number one, probably got to talk about John Morant. A lot of stories been happening with him recently. Honestly, there's some like crazy things going on in every league right now. And even like outside the league, like I don't know what's happening. People want to pull guns. People want to like Joe Mixon shooting little kids outside of his house. I mean, things are just going crazy right now. The John Morant situation is just, like, really dumb. I don't know why he wants to go back to the hood so bad. He literally was in private school. So, I don't know. Fake thug for sure. I mean, I don't know. What to say about that. What do you got, Brandon? Well, I don't think he should be suspended until the playoffs. And what this news story is saying is, like, they just did the, what is it? The Denver police don't see any foul play. So, I don't think he should be suspended these next four games either. I mean, I know that, like, gun violence is, like, you know, very bad, but he didn't do anything. He was just flashing it, and I guess, like, it might be against NBA's rules, but legally it's not a crime. So. Yeah, but why would you want that, like, persona out there for everybody to see? Because, bro, he wants to be a real thug. So, he's not. Know, he's a multi-millionaire, bro. He's a multi-millionaire. Like, why would you, know, you want to be a thug? Thugs want to be multi-millionaires. Like, they, they, people would kill to be in his shoes right now. I would, I mean, yeah, I'd love to be in his shoes. by that? I mean, I would love to be in his shoes yeah, right poor now. Poor choice man. of words, given the situation. I just, it is what it is, man. Well, do you think he should be suspended until the playoffs? I don't think he should be suspended. I don't think he should be suspended to the playoffs, but definitely some course of action needs to be taken either by the team or the NBA. I don't know if that should be suspension well, or. On Wednesday, the Glendale Police Department in Colorado they announced that a the prominent NBA player, so obviously they're referring to John Morant, will not be charged after uh, holding what appeared to be a firearm for a couple seconds on a uh, Instagram Live following a Grizzlies-Denver Nuggets game. Yeah, but they say he was in a nightclub with a gun. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to be in a nightclub with a gun. Yeah, but they said they're not going to charge him. So well, I mean, it doesn't really matter if, they're, if he's supposed to or not. Well, it does, but well, in, actually, in no, terms of how, if he's going to be charged, it doesn't matter. My fault, Coleman. Um, you're good. Colorado <laughs> law permits adults to carry a licensed firearm, including in bars. That permission is forfeited when the gun holder is under the influence of alcohol. So I guess it, it all depends on if he was drinking or not, which he definitely he was. Definitely I definitely was. think yeah. he was, but you, you can't tell from an Instagram live. So, And what are the odds that this firearm is actually licensed? Or probably loaded. Zero. Probably not good. What are the odds that it's loaded? Uh, probably pretty high. I, I mean, why would you carry an empty firearm? To flash it? To pretend like you're hood? I don't, I don't know. know. We know who doesn't carry empty firearms is Joe Mixon. Oh. He shoots little kids outside of his he house. He does. That's crazy. Elaborate. 
Let's see. Police searched the home of Joe Mixon on Monday night after they had reported calls of possible shots being fired outside of his house. Um, they say he had shot, I think it was 12 times maybe, and yep. he hit a minor in the leg. That's obviously not a good shot, first of all. Second of all, how do you mistake a Nerf gun for a real gun? I mean, he, he had to be under the influence, definitely. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Thing looks like a Fortnite shotgun. There's no way you're actually mistaking that for a real, real firearm. I mean, if he just looked at the kids and saw they were like 13 and 11 years old, like, let's be real. They're not carrying firearms and coming to your house to rob you. Let's, and I mean. the deputies first arrived at the scene around 830 uh, Eastern Standard Time. So that would be about 730 Central Time. I don't think that's very dark. I, I mean, sure, it'll be dark out, but it's not dark enough to where it, like it's pitch black where you can't right. see that it's an orange tipped, you know, Fortnite looking gun. Nerf guns are like visibly, th- th- I mean, they're known for how fake they look. Yeah, they, they don't even look like a real gun. Were they yeah. on his property? Um, It says seven rounds were shot because they're playing North Nerf Wars and apparently went into one of the neighbor's backyards and the neighbor opened fire. So that, yeah, I guess they went into Joe Mixon's backyard and he, you know, private property just went to town on kids. What do you mean by that? Yeah, but pause. It, I don't know. Did he like, I don't know. I, I feel like if somebody went in my backyard, I'd be like gotcha. hesitant to shoot at them. Yeah, I mean, if I saw someone in my backyard and it's like a kid, I don't think I'm grabbing my gun. I think I'm just telling them to get off out. my yeah, property. Yeah, telling them to leave. I, I think, right. unfortunately, some people just want an excuse to use their gun. They're like gun head. They're like, dude, I, I want to use this. I want to pull the trigger. I want to be in a situation. And they don't realize like what is the actual consequences are until, the, until it happens. But I don't know. He's had his, he's had his moment now. Hopefully he won't shoot any more kids. Next story. Unless you guys have anything else to add. No, I think we're good on that one. Sean Kemp. I think this is a story breaking last night. Again, this is recorded on March the 9th, Thursday. Uh, this would be last night about, I don't remember. It was, it was about like, eight, 8 or 9 o'clock, yeah, 10 o'clock. 9 o'clock, yeah. Um, but we got the story here. Sean Kemp, he's booked into the Pierce County Jail in Washington. For a drive-by, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Former Seattle Supersonics legend. You know, great player. Uh, it's all right. Sources close to Kemp say the shooting was in self-defense. Obviously, we'll see. But if it's a drive-by shooting, I don't know really. I don't really know how. I mean, I don't know if it's com- been confirmed if he's was the person in the drive-by shooting, or if he was just involved, as in like he was the person in the like being shot, and then he shot in self-defense. They don't say who died yet, um, which party. Well, I mean, if it's a drive-by, I'm sure he wasn't <clears throat> getting shot at. He's probably just doing the shooting. Which I mean, how old is how's Sean it self Kemp? defense though? How is, how old is Sean Kemp? I'm pretty sure he's in his 50, he's like 55, 53 year old. Yeah, yeah, Maybe. 53 years old, and we're still doing drive by shootings. Like no one was hurt in the shooting. Up. Like I don't understand like all this stuff about wanting to be hood. You're a multi millionaire. You played professional basketball. Six time All Star. Yeah, I mean you're one, you're a top. I don't know, 150 player of all time. I'm not gonna put him 75, obviously, but. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty good. I mean, he's he's one of the he's already been arrested. Ones. 2005, he was invest, uh, arrested for drug possession, and 2006, drug investigation. Well, I guess it was an invi- it was an investigation for drug possession both times. So I guess he was never convicted, but he was arrested twice for it. So I mean, odds are, you know, he, he was dabbling in the dabbling in the in the in the substances. Yeah, but I, I don't get that. I don't get why everybody wants to be hood, man. I mean, it's 
people that are in, like I said before, like people are in the hood want to get out of the hood. And people that aren't in the hood want to prove that they've been in the hood. They've been through the trenches. People that actually come from the hood and make it out don't want to go back because they understand. But people that haven't been there want to prove themselves for some reason. I don't get it, but it is what it is. A um, little side question for you guys here. He is a big advocate for Seattle Supersonics coming back to Seattle them getting a team either in an expansion or like another franchise relocation type thing that we've seen in the past. Are you guys in favor of having the Seattle Supersonics be a team in the NBA? Yes. Uh, yeah, maybe, but I think there's a better option. Like what? Well, yeah, so like you say Seattle gets one, so you have to give at least another city has to get one, so it's equal 16-16. Unless they do like a, a move around, like, I don't know, if they, they think New Orleans, you know, had its had it its has had its time. No, that's not going to happen. I know. I'm just saying, I mean, we'd all be in favor of having the Pelicans just be wiped off the face of the earth. Well, I mean, you just got to look at the team. You got to look at the states that don't have teams, that have big cities and have big uh, markets. Have people that are actually well, enjoy basketball. Vegas, I don't think. Vegas I think Vegas. NBA Vegas I think Vegas would be the second one, but I don't mm-hmm. know about uh, Seattle. I think Seattle ran its course. Yeah, I mean they did just get a hockey team. I want to say last year, two years ago. No, it was like a couple. Of, yeah, Seattle Kraken. It's their second year in the NHL. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd like to see one go to Kentucky, just because we we didn't have one where I was from, and I didn't get to go to any really NBA games. I'd have to travel all the way to Indiana. I know, but that's like it's, cuck- it's really not a. Or as put big one a in Nashville. You think. Or put one in Nashville. Have two in Tennessee, but it'd be like it was like, like an Nashville's hour definitely so. a market, a bigger market than Lexington or Louisville. I feel like Louisville could definitely get. It. Kentucky doesn't have any pro team, do they? No, no. that's well, what I'm they, saying. It's such a small market, man. It's really not. I mean, it's it's in the middle of the U.S., so I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, they pack out up every they'd every the, week. The Louisville Cowboys. They, actually, they used to have a team. Yeah, it was super long time ago, like sixties, right? Yeah, it was really old. It was the Colonels. So it was like the sixties or seventies or something. But they, yeah, they used to have one, but he got transferred out. All right, moving on. Jamar Chase, big story coming out around the same time as the Sean Kemp, maybe a few hours earlier last night. So this would be Wednesday, March eighth. He is being accused of a couple things by his baby mama. Um, she says that she has multiple videos of abuse towards her. That it end his career. Yeah, unbelievable, really. I don't know. A bunch just... of Instagram stories coming out. Uh, I'll quote one of them. This is her Instagram story about, I'd say, 6 o'clock Wednesday night. She <clears throat> yeah. said, Now, Mr. Chase, you have some skeletons in your closet. I know the real you. Stop dodging the courts and responsibility. And I want to stop right there. That means that he's been, she's must have filed something if, she, if he's dodging the courts. Yeah. Which is already a step in the... And it was super weird. The picture is him with him asleep in his back. And that's like kind of sus. I don't like that at all. Do you really think his bedroom looks like that? I mean, yeah, it looks... Probably her bedroom. It looks kind of... I don't want to say poor. <laughs> Jamar Chase is like... Terrible day to be a Bengals fan, honestly. Yeah, I mean, this is... The Bengals are falling apart. Um, you, you know you have... Or you know yourself. I have multiple videos that will end your career in one post. I'll have my attorney at the Bengals facility in 2.5 seconds. You know what's up. Uh, 2.5. Hmm. They must live close. They must. I don't know. That's And then she later on her Instagram story said, should I go live later and share the horror stories and receipts while, receipts while dealing with my baby daddy? Uh, I've been trying to hold off sharing receipts uh, for our court appearance, but I think I'll give y'all a rundown on why I'm always upset. And if I don't, I don't want to be mistaken here, but I'm pretty sure she did not end up going live on Instagram. Probably a smart choice. 
Um, there's also some more DMs with him, which I don't know why you're DMing on Instagram someone that you have a kid with. I feel like you should text them, not... Um, well, she know. said that they were blocked. He they blocked each other, which is gotcha. such childish. But it at the same childish. time, it's just like I don't know why she wants the attention at this point. Like if they're going to court over it, and she's actually like hurting and stuff, why you put that out there for everybody to see? Like get get what you need to get done behind closed doors. Don't be trying to embarrass somebody out in the open just to get attention. She's just trying to play the victim at this point. And I I don't know if he did or did not do anything to her. I'm not saying he didn't. But I'm just saying like be mature about it handle it the right way instead of putting this all out putting him on blast like that it, he'll get what's coming to him if he did anything you know what i'm saying yeah i feel like you handle it personally like with him like there's no reason to post this to her i think she has like twelve thousand something followers but now it's obviously seen by more people but i think you just keep it in the family and then you know fix it i don't know I, I i mean i kind of disagree I, I feel like you think she should post i mean jamar chase like you know, all he all he has to do is slide her a couple bands and boom, gone. Exactly, but so I mean, she's even there because he's rich. I feel like that she. I feel like that if he actually does this stuff, he should be not on the in the NFL. And I feel like sometimes for someone who isn't like out in the public and known by the general public, that is the victim. Like the person's a victim of abuse by the NFL player. It's kind of it gets covered up and it doesn't get like broadcasted to as many people as you know it would be otherwise. And I think that going forward, it, it just provide it puts more pressure on jamar chase and i think that's a good thing in terms of justice being served i disagree how do you disagree i feel like, well if he if he did this stuff there's, there's a well, reason there's no the courts are there exactly but i mean dude someone like I, jamar chase who has I, millions of dollars has more resources to potentially cover this up than someone who just has custody of a kid why do you want why do you want your business out there man like if i'm if i'm a woman and i'm getting beat I don't want everybody knowing I'm getting beat. I'm gonna handle it the right way. I'm not putting that out there for everybody to yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, not I doubt the victim. I mean, I, obviously, we don't know her intentions, but as long as she's—that's her intentions. Her, you make think him her, look bad to make him okay. Sure, well, that, that's smearing, and I'm sure he can get something out of that. But at the same time, I I think that if she's—it sounds like she's trying to make it known because he's dodging the court. I mean, from just how I've seen it, it makes it look like she's like trying to get him to be held accountable. And if he actually did this stuff, I mean, I think that we'd all agree that we want him held accountable. Yeah, I, mean, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, and it's different for, like, NFL stars and really any athlete because they're, like, I wouldn't say above the law, but they're definitely, they're not as held as to a higher standard because, like, there's multiple NFL players who are accused of this stuff. Yeah. And like who don't get charged. Yeah. Kareem Hunt. Or Ben Rosenberger was accused of rape and they didn't do anything, so. And Ray Lewis, he murdered a dude. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I just think she's looking for attention. And, I mean, I'm not going to say anything because he might actually be beating her. But I don't think I would want to put that information out there if I was in her situation. Right. I agree. All right, moving on. Chris Beard is uh, a leading candidate for the Ole Miss uh, men's basketball team. Head coaching job. You know, uh, Chris Beard was let go by the Texas Longhorns this year because of a... Um, he was arrested. Yeah, he was arrested for like a marital dispute, I guess. It was like a domestic domestic yeah, that's what charge domestic. on Thanksgiving. Yeah. It says he choked his wife from behind, bit her, and hit her when they got in an argument. Turkey yeah. must have been cold. So so should he get a second chance, or should uh, he be out of the candidate? Well, the charges were dropped, which, I mean, doesn't always mean that he didn't do it. But as long as the charges were dropped and, and you know, there's no more stuff, I feel like, I mean, you might as well have a second chance. He's still a good basketball coach, as long as he doesn't. As long as he didn't actually do it, I mean, as long as he's not charged for it, I feel like he should 
have a second You just chance. said it, you didn't, even though he wasn't charged for it, doesn't mean it didn't happen. You're right. So, I mean. She the, probably knew that he was going to lose, he, he lost his job and this, he had no income. In this day and age, there's definitely a way to like prove, like if, if it happened, there's usually. Yeah, there'd be a bite mark on her neck. Oh, well. I'm sure I, if. I, they, there'd be some, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure the police report had that in there. Sure. And if he did it, then uh, hell no, I don't think he deserves to have the job. Or any other job besides working and making license plates at the local prison. But I, I think that so long as he, there's nothing there and he's not in jail, I mean, he might as well try to go to Ole Miss. I mean, Ole Miss will never go anywhere anyway, in my opinion. They're in the SEC, so they'll always get recruits, but I don't think that they're going to go anywhere with or without Chris Beard in the next 10 years. See, I mean, I guess I get why they want to hire him, even though with these charges, because, you know, it's like a business. All sports are businesses and, you know, they want to win. And with the SEC, Alabama's, you know, ruling over them. And I think they just, they need to make a move. So I think Old Miss Landing Chris Beard would be great, but I don't see them winning the SEC, no. let alone going very far in March Madness. But I think he would definitely bring in better recruit recruits for them. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, next, uh, Jerry Stackhouse staying Stacko. at Vanderbilt. Yeah, he is not. He's not looking for another job. He's not trying to get ousted. Um, I think he is a good coach. I think he's really a good coach. He developed Scottie Pippen Jr. really well. Um, Scottie Pippen going to the league now. He's on the Lakers right now, correct? Yeah, I think he's on their G League team. G League, yeah. Um, but, you know, he was a great player in the SEC for, SEC for four or five years. I don't know if he stayed for his extra COVID year, but he caused a lot of problems on the SEC. Um, but, yeah, that's just a testament to Stackhouse developing talent. I think he can really build Vanderbilt into a really good team. I've noticed year in, year after year they've started to get a f- higher quality recruits. I'd say maybe not in terms of how they're ranked, but definitely the the quality of play. Because you know, out of high school, you don't always get five star play and five five star talent immediately. Um, unless you're Kentucky, well, yeah. Unless you're well, Kentucky, did, sure. Vandy beat you get Kentucky? you get two star you get two you get two <laughs> star uh, talent from five stars from Kentucky. Yeah. Um, Sometimes until they turn on at the end of the year. Well, maybe we'll see. We'll see next year they get a. Best recruiting class of all time, Kentucky does. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that turns out. All right, so the next story we're going to talk about is the uh, Jim Beheim is actually going to retire. He's been coaching for over 30 years now at the Syracuse Orange. It's a pretty it's a pretty sad day, and the way it happened was he was in a press conference, and he said he gave his retirement speech already, and then they pressed him about it, and he didn't give an answer, but then later the university came out and made a statement about it. Kind of a weird... Yeah, weird way to go, Unfolding honestly. of events. I don't know what was going on there. I think he should have been, like, kept it to himself and then held a press conference later, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of a weird send-off for one of the NCAA's best coaches. You know? I agree. He's the second highest wins. Yeah, he's been there a long time. 47 years he's been there. Dang. And who has more than him? Uh, Mike, the Duke Skipsky. coach. Well, I mean, active coach. So active coaches, he's had the, active, had the most. Yeah, he would... Well, and then now yeah. was it Tom Izzo or or Cal Perry or um how old is Bill Self? I don't know. I think he's on that list. I want to say it's oh here we go. It's um well technically no he wouldn't be beating Mike but he had a hundred wins taken away due to his NCAA sanctions. Oh yeah, I remember that. So I mean he would be higher, but he wouldn't be. So Bob Huggins is number one right now. Then Cal, Coach Cal, then Bill Self, then Rick Barnes. Bob Huggins is the West Virginia coach. Yep. But now that Boheim retired, he was at 1,016, and he would have been what? 
1116. Yeah, if you add the 101. And Bayheim, if I remember correctly, had that scandal. The scandal was about him. It had something to do with Syracuse not following drug policies, their internal drug policies, and then something with, to do with like providing uh, student athletes with like falsified internship hours kind of like to their major kind of like what kentucky did um this year that had uh, chris rodriguez sitting out the first few games he yeah. he was supposed to go for an nil deal to a hospital he didn't go falsified the hours they found out suspended him so it's kind of like that yeah but i remember it, it took a really long time for the ncaa yeah ncaa to rule on the, the case i think it was one of the longest investigations yeah, it's taken longer than it, it took longer than now that I look at it, it took longer than any other investigation in NCAA history. Uh, so yeah, very long penalties. It was like the 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 wins were vacated from Bayheim um, from 966 to 858 at the time. So he went from second to six to sixth in all time wins. Uh, vacated 24 men's basketball wins, 15 from 04 to 05 season, nine from the 11 to 12 season. Uh, so that's why it took so long because there's all these isolated incidents. And again, they were also had a self-imposed one-year postseason ban in 2015, um, and that was from themselves. So they knew they screwed up. When you when you give yourself a self-imposed uh, ban, you know you screwed up. Uh, yeah, but again, it's probably important to not just go off of the things that he did poorly. Beheim was an incredible coach for a long time, and I think it's a big loss for the college basketball community. Rest in peace. He didn't die. He didn't die. No, but like <laughs> to his career yeah what bro what are you talking about man moving on to the courtroom we have a new debate topic this week we have a scoot henderson versus victor Wembanyama hypothetical debate so josh and brandon let's start off i'm gonna pose a hypothetical and you guys have to pick sides and argue which side you think is the correct side to be on you are the detroit pistons with the first overall pick assuming that they get the first overall pick which they're projected to do so now do you, A, draft Victor Wembanyama, no questions asked, he's clearly the best prospect, or do you go B, trade the first overall pick to Houston, San Antonio, um, whoever gets the second overall pick, and draft Scoot Henderson at two or three and trade picks away to load up later? I think we, you draft Wembanyama right now. I, I disagree. I think you. I think if uh, San Antonio or Houston are willing to give up a few first-rounders, like three or four, maybe even five first-rounders. Maybe it's like the OKC Thunder that have a lot that they can give you to get women Yama. I think I'll trade down to number two, and, and then I'll stack up later, to be honest. I now call Brandon, the defense to the stand, to defend why he thinks drafting women Yama is the obvious choice. Uh, thank you, Judge. Um, You're very welcome. You know, Drafting this generational talent is the obvious choice because as a Pistons fan— I don't want to lose this opportunity to, you know, draft someone that is, you know, highly recruited. You know, secondly to LeBron, I believe they say. He's the second best player. Um, I honestly, I've been watching a couple of his tapes. And I think that if he teams up with the Pistons young core with Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, James Wiseman now. Um, I really think that. They would move up to at least a play and maybe make the playoffs next year because he's just he's an incredible talent highly recruited if we lose him like it's like when the hornets drafted kobe right they traded him to the lakers biggest mistake in franchise history lebron went to cleveland you know he was hyped up 
and he, you know he backed up the hype you know all-time leading scorer right now still playing still carrying the lakers and the pistons need this talent you know we haven't won i don't think we've been to the playoffs in since 2016 maybe trash you know we're 15 and 46 cunningham's out for the season you know Wimbenyama could really turn our franchise around and i don't think us trading the first pick away and getting you know a couple more first round picks for the near like next couple years i just i don't know the recruiting class in the next couple years but i feel like if we lost him you know we blow our chance of getting this guy i just i would not be happy as a pistons fan all right i just want to ask the the both the defendant and the prosecutor a quick question do you guys really think that the difference between Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson is worth multiple first-round picks. I think it's blown up to be that way. Yes, I yeah. think people value it so much. I don't know why, but they do. So you think that the Pistons, if they let's say Pistons were number one and Houston was number two in terms of draft order, do you think that Houston would have to pay like two, three first-round picks to move from number two to number one? Yes, I think it's three or four, maybe. Wow, maybe, and like maybe a player. You. Because you got to think of this. Wimbanyama, he's 7'4". Okay? He has incredible handles, can shoot the ball. You know, he there's nothing that he can't do. The only thing that I'm worried about injuries. is injuries. But they say that, you know, the team that he's on has been just prepping him for the NBA for, like, the last couple months. You know, straight prepping him. Like, they have him on, on strict schedules. You know, he, eating, sleeping, everything. I hope so. Well, like, you know, like they have them like wake up at a certain time every day. So do I. Yeah, I get up. The hell, man? Why can't I go to the NBA? Because you're (laughs) 5'4". Listen, man. I'm like, I'm like 5'8". I mean, have you seen? On what day? Every day. Tell me someone in the NBA that's like Wimbin Yama. That's, you know, has the handles and the shooting capability of him. Kyle Anderson. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. But yeah, okay. I, I get your point. All right. I now call the prosecution, Josh, to the stand to explain why you think it would be better to draft away Wembenyama, or sorry, trade away Wembenyama to get multiple picks. So my thing is, I, I understand Wembenyama, generational type player, right? I understand. And the Pistons do kind of need a center big guy. But if I'm the GM of the Pistons, I'm, I'm getting those calls of three or four first-round picks from Houston. Houston ain't going to be good no time soon. I don't care if they get women Yama or not. So my thing is, do I plan for the now and hope women Yama signs back with me four or five years from now and keep I can keep my young core together? Or do I trade away the first pick, women Yama, to get Scoot Henderson, which I don't know why everybody's sleeping on Scoot. Scoot is balling out. I don't know if you guys have seen pictures lately. I saw that picture dude, yesterday. He looks huge. What do you mean by that? Pause. But pause dude looks like a middle linebacker played in the NFL. So I think he'll come in with a chip on his shoulder. He should. He feels like he should be the number one pick. And I don't know if you guys seen him play against each other earlier this year. Scoot kind of played. I mean, he played great. And women Yama, he played good for women Yama. But I mean, I don't know. You haven't seen women Yama go against like talent that the NBA has. And I was watching the uh, last dance for the Michael Jordan Bulls, whatever. And they were talking about Tony Kukoc, how he dominated in European leagues. And then he came over to the NBA, he struggled. Because, I mean, this is just a different league, I feel like. But, um, see, so you say that. But, you know, Jokic and 
Doncic, you know, Luca came over from the European League, and he says the European League is just, you know, well, it's way easier. So I get what you're saying, but Luca is, you know, killing it. You know, in the MVP race, Don or uh, the Joker might win three-time MVP, but we'll talk about that later. So I mean, I get what you're saying, Josh, but I just feel like you can't pass up on this star player here. Judges, it's not my time to speak. I don't know why he's getting involved right Cl- now. Clearly, we got Sleepy Joe as our judge. He yeah, for real, dude. Dude, dude yeah. fell asleep uh, with the gavel. Well, what time is it? No, I'm kidding. I I think uh I think we can continue with Josh. Thank you. Speaking. Thank you so much. I appreciate it so much. Anyway, what I was saying is, um, so we don't know how he's going to translate to the NBA. Really, I mean, right? Brandon had a point. We've never seen anybody like this before, and that's a good and a bad thing. Bad thing is. Does it help the team that he's on, or does he? Is it a flop? But if it if it goes boom, like he will be one of the best players of all time. It's it's. I mean, that's what the draft is. Kind of, you're just taking a guess. And um, but I'm I'm trading for the future. If I get five picks in the next two years, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm taking. If I need a center, I'm taking Aaron Bradshaw. From uh, he seems like a good rim protector, which is what. Uh, the Pistons need and then I'm gonna go for like a Justin Edwards type that can stretch the floor on the um three or four do you want to pick anyone that's not just a Kentucky player well I'm picking <laughs> I'm picking the top players I mean if I'm gonna get top picks in the draft I'm pick top players you're saying that the Pistons what pick do you think they should trade down to two or three I mean two okay so they, they go to two they get scoop. Or, you know, Brandon, I don't know if Brandon Miller's still going to... I feel like he's still highly recruited even after his incident. There's a gap between Victor and Scoot. And then there's an even bigger gap between Scoot and Brandon Miller, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they're the three best players. I feel like, you know, I don't know, man. I just... The Pistons, you know, as a fan, we've really been struggling. So, if I'm I'm a Pistons, I'm taking a good Aaron Bradshaw, a Justin Edwards... And I can build from there. I can get uh, McKenzie Mabaco from Duke. Really good player. I've watched him play. But, you know, I can build. I can have a whole starting five from the picks they give me. The second pick and then the four or three or four first rounders they give me. And, I mean, I can just build a whole team. I don't need just one guy. It's just I think it's stupid to put your whole future into one guy. What if he gets hurt? You know, I mean, he is really skinny. I mean, that's brittle. If somebody falls on his leg, I mean, that's broke. I mean, but I have five. If I if I take this trade, I have five guys back me up instead of just one out there hoping, you know, and praying that he doesn't get hurt. That's just my take on it. I'm just, I'm playing for the future and playing for the more people, the better my team, the more better players I have, the better my team's going to be instead of getting one player that's generational and may not stay with me for the long term. I'll, I'll have these players for another extra year. They don't have women Yama, but that's what it is, I guess. All right, uh, Brandon, you can go and defend your case. If we got multiple first-round picks, I feel like we're not going to be drafting, you know, young studs. I feel like we're going to trade those picks away for veterans, you know, like Anthony Davis or Chris Middleton or, you know, upcoming free agents. Um, wow. Why would you not want a young player in the league? We're already young, dude. We need to. We we're in a win now mode. Okay. You are. Yes. We when we draft wow. Wimbenyama, we're going to the playoffs. We're gonna shock the world. 
All right, this We're is so biased right now. It's unreal. It's not biased, dude. It's facts. You're telling me you're you're L, LGM Josh, right? You're yep. you're the Pistons. Yep. Wembenyama's on the board, and you see Scoot Henderson, and you're getting a call from San Antonio, and they say, "We'll give you two first round picks." No, not two. I need three or four. See that? I just feel like that's unrealistic. I don't see a team giving up their whole future for one guy. I'm I'm more thinking like. Maybe not Houston or San Antonio, but OKC that has a bunch of picks that don't care about giving them away. They have like how many, seventeen or something like that, mm-hmm. something outrageous amount, and they're in they're action when now mode. Yeah. Okay. They're not delusional like Pistons fans. They're actually in win now mode, and if they get women Yama, they will go to the. They will have a chance at the title, hundred uh, percent. Now that's a different conversation. If I'm the GM of the OKC Thunder. And I, I make that trade. I give five picks out of my 17 to get women Yama because I'm going to build next year's draft. I have two or three first-round picks. That's a different conversation. Detroit, on the other hand, doesn't have that kind of uh, picks in the bank, right? So they're, I would I would want to build that pick those picks up where we can trade for an Anthony Davis. We can trade for a veteran player. But why would you when you can have great young studs come in and uh, produce in the league for – four or five years for you, and they'll be restricted free agents. You can bring them back. I, I, I don't understand why you'd want a veteran if you can have a good young player, honestly, at this point in the league. Exactly. You just said it, bro. You, we don't need a veteran. We need a good young player. Exactly. Like Yama. Thank you, Josh. I know, but you would only have one. I would have five or six. Well, see, the Pistons would trade down with the Thunder. Then I don't know what pick the Thunder would have, but it'd be like what? They make a play-in, so it's you know below f- – it's higher than 15 if they make the playoffs. I just don't see the Pistons doing that. I didn't say I was. I said it would be different if I was the OKC Thunder. Y'all have Chet, bro. So Chet and women Yama together? I'm saying it would be who, different. It's a different who, conversation. On that, on that, who, who would play the four? Who would play the five? Chet would play the four, right? Yeah, Chet play four. Or would they just... That's a different conversation, play, though. We're not arguing uh, yeah, that. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to ask. It was an interesting question. The argument is, if I'm Detroit, what do I do? I build five or six players instead of just one five or six better than one wrong right or wrong all right let, let me propose this to you josh you're saying five is better than one right yes so lebron when he was you know highly recruited in his prime you get you get prime lebron that's one player and then you get five average starters how do you know they're average they're they're gonna be they're gonna be top of their draft classes Okay. Yeah. Okay. Five. We'll say five top ten players. Okay. Do you, do you take Heat, LeBron, or five top ten highly recruited players? Maybe top fifteen. I'm taking the five players. Because I can, if I get two great defenders, I can switch them on and off LeBron. If I got, okay, if I got uh, Kawhi Leonard in one of those, one of those drafts, I get Kawhi Leonard, and I get another great defender. Did we all not watch the Miami Heat and the San Antonio Spurs play against each other? LeBron hated to be guarded by Kawhi, so I, I just locked down your best player. And then I have four more other guys that can go score on anybody on that team that you didn't build around. Thank you. I mean, it's just like I, I don't understand the logic of wanting to build have one player. I mean, unless you're just in, like, win-win-now mode. Like, I have... A 28-year-old guard. I have a 30-year-old shooting guard. I have a 24-year-old small forward. I have a 30-year-old power forward, and I need one piece to make it all fit. Then I go for Wimanyama. Other than that, 
How old is How old is Cade? He just came out. Yeah, twenty. It's like twenty one, maybe twenty. Might be twenty one, twenty two. Jaden Ivy. Ivy just came out of the just came out of NCAA. Who's your four? I mean, who's your three? The three is Bodanovich, who's like he's older. Yeah, he's definitely older. Okay, so one of the draft picks that you get can yeah, that be your small forward? Uh, power forward. Who's your power forward? Jalen Durant. Okay, young. Nineteen. Center. James Wiseman. James Young. Okay, you're not in win now mode. Nope. You don't have the team built around Win Young where he can succeed immediately. Kate, right. yes. Jaden Ivey, maybe. Bodon, old. Uh, Jalen Duran, maybe. I, I don't like. I don't like the pairing of Jalen Duran and Women Yama at th- four and five. That's not that big a deal. And then your five is James Wiseman, which would be a good backup because he's not that great as a center. Yeah, because he goes to the bench when we draft Women Yama. Correct. But oh, so so you're. He said correct. He, he said correct as if he goes to the bench. Jalen Duran goes to the bench. I mean, James Wiseman goes to the bench. Right. Yes. Well, you, He's obviously better than James Wiseman. Are we serious right now? Anyway, my thing is, you're starting. Okay, you're, you're going to tell me this team can win right now. All right. Cade Cunningham, Jalen Ivey, Bodon Bovanovic, Bo- whatever his name is, Jalen Duran, and Women Yama. That's a win now team with your six man being James Wiseman. I don't think that's a win now team. Dude, is that even a playoff team? Yes. It's a play in team. I think it may be a play in team. So you're telling. Okay, so. Let's say, and then you ruin your picks that year because you won't be able to build. You have a mediocre first round pick, so then you're building with uh, wishy washy talent. Let me let me pull up the Pistons picture. And quick. ain't nobody coming to Detroit as a free agent. Are oh. we serious right now? I think it's time for the judge me to make my honorable decision. If you guys will so allow me to, I guess. All right. Um, at the end of the day. I think Wembenyama, you know, there's a lot of a lot of questions. The big question in the air is, will he turn out to be a LeBron? Will he turn out to be a Michael Jordan? I think that he will he will he will perform to expectation, and I think he'll be a top ten player of all time. the 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 place where I get stuck here, this argument, is the Scoot Henderson versus Victor Wembenyama, because that was the original hypothetical. All right, I think Scoot Henderson, the gap between him and Victor Wembenyama is so astronomically large. Um, and with that said, I don't know if teams are willing to pay three or four first round picks for that, the jump in between. But I think the gap between the quality of players is so astronomically large that it's hard to say which one will be a better choice, Espe- specifically for the Pistons situation. The Pistons have a bunch of young players. They don't have a great veteran presence. And I think that they could get that if they were to choose a couple picks instead of what, drafting Wembenyama. I think if they're able to get three first-round picks for Wembenyama and still get a top-five pick in this year's NBA draft, I think that they will have a great future. So the Honorable Judge Coleman sides with Joshua Sykes in this yes, debate. Yes, sir. Two and one, baby. Let me, let me elaborate further. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> when Wembenyama is the best NBA player and we look back on this in five years and y'all realize... I should have won. I want y'all to give me at least a hundred dollars <laughs> each. You, at least. This can still you, minimum. You, you guys both can still win. Me. You guys can both still win this. this you, is, you literally just said that Wimbenyama and Scoot. It's an astronomical difference. There is. So why would you? That doesn't mean why that would they, the Pistons like. Why would we need a veteran when we could have a good five young core and we can build around them? You know they who's build good up, on that they team. Get, Cade. Cade Cunningham, 
Jay Nivey. Jay Nivey has not proven himself in the league yet. He's number like three in rookie of the year running. Jalen Duran, 19. I'm 18. Bro is literally in the NBA right now. You're telling me he's not going to get better? How do you know? Oh thought my God. Did, when, when James Wiseman got picked, did you think he would be as bad as he is? You thought he'd get better, right? Bust. Well, when you go to the Warriors, you don't, I, I, they don't need a center. I, 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 I don't care. I don't even want him on the Pistons. Okay, exactly. Because we have a star center. And when we get... But you don't know how people are going to develop. Yeah. That's my thing. True. It's like picking is like gambling, like we just talked about, you know? The, with the Pistons luck, we'll draft him and he'll be dog. And then we'll trade him away and he'll be like the next Kobe and LeBron put into one person and dropped 50,000 NBA career points. Yeah, but... <laughs> My thing is, I'm playing the odds, right? You're, you're gambling. Okay, say this is a roulette table. Drafting is a roulette table. You yeah. pick one number, and I get to pick five or six numbers. Mm-hmm. Whose chances are higher? Your chances. Okay. My point was, I'm te- I'm playing the odds here. If somebody's going to give me three or four first-round picks, and I still get Scoot, I know Scoot's going to be pretty okay. He's going to be decent at least. At, at, the, at the least, he's going to be decent. He's going to be a decent backup we guard. Decent. We need great. He's going to be a decent backup guard at least. He's already pretty good. But then I got four other guys coming in that have a chance of being great. I'm going to take that over one guy that is a top 50-50. All right, all right. I've heard enough. In the case of Scoot Henderson and picks versus Victor Wimbanyama and no picks, I, the Honorable Judge Coleman, the handsome, beautiful, smart, intelligent, Greek god-built, Choose Scoot Henderson and plus picks. Thank you. <laughs> That's Whatever, what I choose. Um, and for reasons that Josh explained. Yeah. You're lucky this is hypothetical and the Pistons don't have the actual number one pick. They probably won't. They probably won't. I think Houston will get it. Which is, see, that's, really, that's what's going to push me. But off. projected, they, they will. Right now, that's that's what matters, yeah, and they, they have also 14% pro- <laughs> chance. with with that with Wimbenyama on their team, they also project that Detroit will get the the pick next year. So that this is a testament of how they think, which is Wimbenyama perfect, will play out. But you yeah, have to, you're you have, saying they're no, in win now mode. You said they're in win now mode, and you also have to consider that you also have to consider that the, uh, the Pistons don't have any other picks this year. Right. Well, the, the NBA only does two rounds. It's not like the NFL where it's seven rounds, and usually second round picks and later are just like they're not good. Jokic? That's, that's not true. Okay. Yeah, that's like that's a, a great, uh-huh. that's, great. that's like pieces. one in a hundred. All right. Well, you said they weren't. You, they weren't good. Dude, the Pistons are known for picking the worst players on the board. I think they do it on purpose. That's why they're gonna pick Women Yama, and he's gonna get hurt the first year. That's okay. Terrible. Check got hit. Don't say that. Check got hurt the first year, which then Women Yama. You know what Josh is saying? Then we get another first round pick, bro. Two generational talents back. Yeah, back but years. what if Women Yama never recovers? Dude, stop saying this, bro. Stop putting that on his name, I'm Josh. Just saying, stop. Man. <laughs> it, it, it's just I'm playing the odds here. All right. So moving on, I think we're gonna talk about uh who we think is gonna win the NBA MVP and uh who we think deserves it and who we think's gonna win pretty much. So we have um, some options here. Yeah, Number have- one, I think this is based off the Kia ranking ranking so far. And I'm not gonna go off the Kia rankings to make my pick. I'm not a not one of those casual fans, right? I'm an NBA expert analysis machine. Stop it. <laughs> Listen, and, and that 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 my my picks for NBA games will back that up. I have a very high win rate. Dude, you have the lowest win rate of the That doesn't matter. I have a very high win rate. Listen, so the Kia MVP odds right now, they have Joker at one, they have Giannis at two, Tatum at three, the free throw foul merchant at four. Embiid. No, I already said I already said his name. I know, but I'm letting everybody know that wouldn't know that. 
well, no, they, I mean, everyone knew that. Okay. Number five, they have Luca. Number six, KD. And then in this order, they have Randall, Sabonis, Ja, Shea. Um, and that's how they have like the top 10. I think that's the top 10. Yep. <clears throat> and there's a few others that could, eh, I mean, yeah, looking I mean, back at the list, I, I don't think that there's enough time left in the season for others to contend for this list. I think the people on this list right now, someone from this list is going to get it. And in all likelihood, it's going to be Jokic. To be honest, that's my pick. Um, for who it's going to be, I, be I don't think casual he, over there. I'm sure I'm a casual. I don't care. He's going to go the th- three peat. He's going to three peat. And the reason I say that is because he's the most efficient player I've seen in the last. I don't know. I can't I can't even remember. He's so efficient. You look at this list of guys for MVP this year, and I don't really see any guys who stand out like unbelievably more than Jokic. I think Jokic is unbelievably efficient and that won't change for the rest of the year. And I think he hasn't done anything ultra special this year. I think his other MVPs were a bit, will be a bit better, but I think he will three-peat. Um, and with that said though, last night's performance on Wednesday, March 8th against the Bulls, that was not the best. That was kind of pitiful. I was watching that game. He threw up like nine threes. He was like, he went like one for maybe eight, I think, for th- from the three-point line. He just stopped caring. He just started throwing them up. So as long as he doesn't do more of that, and as long as, that, as long as that wasn't a season-changing moment, then I think that he will continue and win MVP this year. Do you guys disagree? I mean, <clears throat> no. I mean, it's a good choice. It's, you know, the casual choice, some would say. Well, but- what am I supposed to pick? Pick someone who isn't going to win, and just because it's not the main guy. Well, I mean, we still have more games left to go. He, you know, Joker, he is averaging less points per game than last year, but he is averaging a triple double. So, I mean, he definitely an MVP is definitely you know he deserves it. I'm going to choose Jason Tatum. Ugh. I mean, I didn't want to choose Giannis because you know he's already won one. Tatum, I just I don't even like the Celtics, man. But Tatum just he makes me like the Celtics. It's it's weird. Like I just I like what he's doing over there. He's averaging thirty points per game this season, nine rebounds and five assists. I I really think, you know, the Celtics are the two seed. Even with Jalen Brown missing a couple games, he you know they barely dropped off. Anyway, I okay. just think, you know, Giannis has already won a couple MVPs, and you know he could he could be doing I don't want to say a little bit better because you know Giannis is Giannis. He's a generational talent. I just I want to pick Tatum, someone who's you know top three, but that you know people in here like Coleman won't agree with. Um, he, I what? think I, I think he's top three. No, but you just like you don't think he should win MVP. Oh no, which I mean you know, I think he's number two. I, I just I like what he's doing over there in Boston. You know they will definitely make the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know if they'll make the finals coming off of last year, but that's my pick. Well, Brandon, I hate to do this. I'm going to have to agree with Coleman. Uh, this is a day in history that may never happen again. It will. Um, but Jokic will probably this – is, this is the pick that uh, he will win. Exactly. I'm going for, I'm going for correct I'm, percentages. Yeah, we're going to be correct because, I mean, he just, he's playing efficient ball, right? But I have two guys that I think in hypothetical situations should win MVP. One would be KD. KD was healthy all year and was with the Suns all year. I think he wins MVP. The way he plays. Him or Devin That's Booker. That's outrageous. Him or Devin Booker. I don't care. If they're both healthy and they both play together. That's all even year, more outrageous. It doesn't matter. Oh my. Okay. And then the other one would be Shea. Shea's playing that great ball right now. And um 
I, I like to see Shea play, and he's really valuable to his team. Most valuable player is to the team. Tell me with a straight face that Devin Booker, if he wasn't injured, would have won MVP this year. Okay, <laughs> yeah, start laughing. Okay, no, no, no. no, no I, I no, laugh no. because <laughs> that's such a notion that is like out of this world. Because he he just dropped forty four, and he, he's averaging like thirty coming off his injury. Yeah, exactly. Averaging thirty. How does that make him any different than he's all averaging thirty? And his team's winning. Team. His team's winning, and he he's not like just scoring buckets. He's actually having assists and rebounds, and his team's winning ball games. Like I don't understand what you want. What do you want out of MVP? I want someone who's more valuable to their team because he has so many pieces. He has CP0, he has KD now, and he yeah, has... You could say the same about Joker. He has Jamal Murray. Yeah, you're right. Michael I mean, Porter Jr. Denver does have four... The top four players okay. in terms Aaron of efficiency Gordon. the entire year are all... All, all top four are in Denver. It's, exactly. It's Joker, Aaron Gordon, Michael MPJ, and Caldwell Pope. And then down at there at like, what, 17, I think, uh, or number 14, Jamal Murray. So the starting five for Denver... So your argument is invalid. No, I'm pointing out that you have a point that there are, Denver does have a lot of players players that are efficient it's just joker is really efficient okay well i like josh's sga i just feel like i agree SGA i feel is like a good he's fit. just slept on just because the thunder you know they're the 11th seed he it, can only right. do so much it does matter i i, I think, think you have matter. to win games the record does matter and that's right. why the uh joker the joker has a better better odds but my only thing about the devin booker and kevin durant thing was the way they played together the f- little sample size again i know but i'm saying if they play like that all year they both have to be in the conversation. I don't see how you keep them out. I, I get that. I get that. I that, that. It was just a hypothetical. It wasn't that. Sure, I, sure, Joker's sure. still going to win, but it's just like I'm yeah. putting that out there. Maybe next year. No, I know Joker's going to win. I just want to choose Tatum. I understand. Because, you know. It says, I, mean, that's a wild, I mean, that's a wild card. He has a dark horse in the race. so yeah, That's our job is to choose wild cards. Yeah, but we also want to be right. <laughs> I think if Shea, what do you guys think Shea has to do? In order to get women Yama? <laughs> Shea doesn't have to do anything. It's the GM that. Billy Donovan. Well, they got all those picks. No, They'll figure. I'm not it out. talking about getting. I'm not talking about getting Wembenyama. I'm saying, what does Shea have to do to win, win MVP this win year? Win game. Win a few more games. Put the Thunder in the top five. In uh, the West. Yeah, I'd say top five, top six. Top At five. least get in the play, like a good playoff team. Right now, they're not even in the play, and they're the eleventh. So yeah, and that's not acceptable. But I mean, I'd say if he was on do? Denver, if he was on Denver, averaging what he's doing, and if you I, swap Jokic and Shea, it's Shea gets it. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you're we right. Have to remember I remember that the Thunder, Chet's not playing. So I'm not saying that Chet would change their record, but I would believe that they would win at least a couple more games. They so, had a lot more help. Yeah. If they had Chet, I think they'd definitely be top five. I mean, they're only three games behind the Warriors, who are five. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I really wish we got to see. I really wish we got to see Chet this year. It's okay. We'll see him next year when him and the Wimbenyama and the Pistons are squaring off together. Oh, wait, on the same team? No, in the finals, when it's Thunder Pistons. Oh, jeez. That's I wouldn't happening. watch. I would not, I would if not watch. If that ever happens in my lifetime, I've lived too long. Yeah, I'm done. Please take me out if that happens. I give anyone the okay, the green light. All right, so moving on, we're going to talk about last week's picks. We're going to review those picks. Me, myself, um, I had a down week, you know. It happens to the best of us. Uh, and the worst of us. Yeah, you're you you have three down weeks so far. Uh, Coleman went the worst, four for nine. I was close. I uh, had five for eight. Uh, some teams failed me. And Brandon, our new uh, this week's champion, nine of four. Good job, Brandon. Thank you. Uh, so that brings the overall standings to twenty-two and seventeen for me, still leading the pack. Brandon has is twenty and nineteen in second, and Coleman now is in last, far behind. 
17 and 22. I'm five games behind number one. I, th- I don't think that's that. Oh, uh, well, there's only three of us. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't think that's that. If you were eight or 10, we would not even count your picks anymore at this point. Uh, I, I, I feel like people who back. are over 50% shouldn't be talking right now. Yeah, for real. Shut your mouth. I'm anyway, sorry. the Saturday, the games we picked for Saturday were all uh, college basketball. Uh, number two, Alabama at Texas A&M. We all picked Bama. We're all wrong in there. Uh, Texas A&M, sleepy good team. You know, I mean, he's, they're uh, sneaky good. And it was at Texas A&M, so they had the momentum, and Bama just couldn't hit shots. Yeah, I mean, like I said last week, I said that that's the SEC championship game right there. Mm, false. That, that's that's going to be the matchup. No. Yes, it is. Sorry. Teddy. I don't think it's possible that for that to happen. I think they're both on the same side of the bracket. No, it's, uh, it'd be if Kentucky and Texas A&M win their games, it'd be Kentucky versus Texas A&M. Alabama wins their game. It'd be Alabama. Also oh, on the same side of the bracket. My bad. I, yeah. I, but Kentucky's already beat Texas A&M once this year at Texas A&M, and it's going to be almost like at Rupp. So uh, I got you. I got you. Hey, uh, I get what you're saying. You know what it is. You know what it is. All right, we'll move on. Uh, number three, Kansas at number nine, Texas. Um, Kansas did lose this game, and your boy chose Texas. So Everybody else picked Kansas. Yeah. Coleman, tell me why you chose Kansas. Kansas. Well, Texas had a really bad week before this last week. Um, they lost to Baylor, and I think it was – who was it? They lost to Baylor, and – they lost to Baylor and TCU. Mm. Yeah, frogs. They lost to Baylor and TCU. Um, I, I thought they were gonna, you know, keep for lack of. I, I thought they were gonna keep pooping the bed. I thought they weren't gonna do that hot. Um, I thought Kansas with uh, Jalen Wilson was gonna pop off, and I was wrong. Yeah, I'm the same way. I thought Kansas. I, I like how Kansas plays. I like Grady Dick. Um, He's going top five. Yeah, Dick is going top five, and. Um, Kansas, I think they're a great team, and I think they're going to do good in the NCAA tournament. I just they um, played down to the level of competition against Texas, and they got beat. You know, it happens. Big Twelve is a good, good conference, and anybody can beat anybody in any given day. You know, but uh, next we're going to move on to Pitt at Miami. Uh, Coleman and Brandon both got this right with Miami. I kind of picked the sleeper pick with Pitt because I thought Miami was on a downslope after losing to FSU. Um. But obviously not, and Pitt didn't come to play, obviously. I mean, that was a close game, I think. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty close game. I was a little worried, but I just, I remember, you know, Miami lost to FSU on a buzzer beater. Yeah. And I just, you but know. My, I mean, let's be real, FSU shouldn't have been in that game. No. And I just chose Miami because they, you know, were, it was a home game and they were just ranked higher. Yeah, it was only a two-point game. So yeah. it wasn't like it was like, it was a really close game. Good, good picks from really everybody, but you guys came out on top. Um, moving on, uh, Arizona at UCLA. I wanted to pick Arizona for this game so bad. Good thing you didn't. Good thing I didn't because UCLA came out on top. They did. All three of us picked UCLA. Next game, number 23, Kentucky at Arkansas, unranked right. Arkansas. Before we get started on this, Coleman, say you're sorry. I apologize to the Kentucky fan base. BBN. <laughs> BBN, I apologize. Repeat, I, no, repeat after me. Uh, I, Coleman Madlin. I, Coleman Madlin. Am so sorry. I'm so very sorry. To the University of Kentucky. To the University of Kentucky. Oscar Shibway. Oscar Shibway. And BBN Nation. Especially Antonio Reeves and BBN Nation. All right. Antonio Reeves is insane. All right. I want to see more blue blue blood schools. I want to see more blue blood schools pick up these mid-major guys who do really well and fit them into their lineup and see how they do the next year in, you know, D1 competitive play. Because... 
Guys like Antonio Reeves have the potential to beat major players on these teams, and they just never happen. I, I, before this past year, where there was like a thousand players in the transfer portal, I've never seen, I've never seen it happen. I haven't seen it happen we that many times. Not, and we wouldn't know who Antonio Reeves is without it. Exactly. Know? And this way, people can make a name for themselves. I think coaches like John Calipari can do themselves and these players a great service by giving them a chance. Because what do they? What do they have to lose? I mean. You know, Kentucky games. lost to St. Yes, there's games. There's, there, I mean, there is. Let's okay. I'll take that back. There's a lot to lose, um, but there's also a lot to win when you have guys like this. And and you can and it proves to the people, the fans, and other players that these mid-major guys can have an impact. Um, and yeah, I, I really appreciate what John Calipari did by getting Antonio Reeves. I think his stat line was what 37 points, something like that. Yeah, 37. Kentucky, New was, Kentucky was playing without a point guard. Uh, Oscar didn't score in the second half. Oscar didn't score in the second half. Oscar made a really Great couple of plays in the first half. Um, great couple of fouls, too. There's a bit of yeah. drama in the first half. Uh, but two I think tags. that... Yeah, two, two tags. I, I think that overall, Kentucky played really, really, really well, especially considering they didn't have a starting point guard. And i tell you who really surprised me, and I, I, I'd love to see... Um, Jacob Toppin. Jacob Toppin was good, but I, you expect that from him. You know, he, he is a senior. He should be doing these things. He hadn't been doing them most of the year, but he should be. My my uh, surprise one was uh, Aduthiero. He came out and played really well. Didn't have his the game before against Vandy. He had a few sloppy turnovers. This game he did not. I mean, I think he had one or two not great turnovers. But Kentucky played well without the point guard, Casey Wallace and Severe Wheeler. And um, Aduthiero, um, he'll be a great player next year for them as well. Uh, anyway, moving on. Iowa State at number nine Baylor. We all picked Baylor. Surprise! I should have picked. Iowa State. I did pick them last week, but they let me down. Um, we all picked Baylor. Brandon, you got you want to tell us why you picked Baylor? Yeah, they were the higher seed or higher rank, I guess you should say, and they had just beat Texas. So I thought they were going to keep that going, you know, keep that energy going into the next week, but it, it just didn't happen. You know, Iowa State had more to play for that game. You know, Baylor's already yeah. pretty much locked into a tournament, even if they lose out. I think they're pretty much locked in, and I, it's unfortunate to see that Iowa State did not pull it out because, you know, they're playing. They have so much to play for, man. I just don't see the drive from them that I thought I would. Right. I agree. I, I hate seeing this time of year when people just, like, let up let on the, the very gas. end of the season, yeah. They just let off the gas just enough to let somebody else win. That's why there are so many upsets, really, because they feel like they can let up off the gas and let these and wait till the end of the game to turn it on, and sometimes it just don't turn on. And Moving on to the NBA picks. So that was our— Six college basketball picks. They were all they all fell on Saturday of last week. Um, here's some seven NBA picks that we we had this past week. So on Saturday, also we had the 76ers at the Bucks. We all chose the Bucks. Not a great pick. Uh, well, it, it wasn't, wasn't a good bad pick. pick. It wasn't I a mean, great. They were what? They had a 17 was, game yeah, win streak. It, it should have been at. And it was a home game. They should have won. You're right. They let us down. They did let the us free down. Free throw merchant came to play. Joel Embiid, I don't like the way he plays basketball. I, I think it, it's not helping the league. I think it's a, not a good look. I don't like it. I think that in the future, there are going to be a few rule changes because of him. That's my my guess. Like James Harden. Mm -hmm. So, yep, yeah, the Bucks lost to the 76ers in that one. On Sunday, we had two games. First was the Suns at the Mavericks. Uh, I chose the Mavericks, unfortunately. They ended up losing at home. Even with the support of Mark Cuban, Suns ended up ended up pulling out. Yeah, my boy D. Book, KD, best duo in the league. Oh, jeez. All right. On Sunday, we also had the Grizzlies at the at the Clippers. We made these picks before we knew that John Morant was going to be out. 
Um, unfortunately, yeah, so Brandon got lucky. Brandon did get lucky with the Clippers. Talk about bro. I just I trust the process over there. You trust the yeah, process. You knew he's gonna John flash Morant, I knew, I knew John Morant had hood tendencies. That, no, that, I knew he was. I, it was I a, actually, it was an I gave. I'm not gonna. Say oh wait, hold on. I gave him the gun. <laughs> Call me gun. Brandon Miller. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just. I don't know. I had to choose. I couldn't. We all couldn't pick the same games, and yeah, for, in order for me to get my record up, I had to choose you know, different teams than y'all. So that's why I went with the Clippers, man. Got lucky. Yeah, Sorry. Josh and I got snubbed. Uh, Picking the Grizzlies. Next on Monday, we had Pelicans at the Kings. We all chose correctly with the Kings. Not much to talk about there. Kings are a better team, especially at home. Tuesday, 76ers at Timberwolves. I was the only one that picked the Timberwolves. I chose poorly. Trash. Um, I remember checking the score in between playing um, pickup basketball in the co- nearby court. Checking the score. Were you really playing basketball? During the basketball game? Yeah, we, we were. You know, I, I'm in the lab. I'm trying to get cooking. Yeah, Coleman was carrying me, man. I was yeah, cooking. Yeah. I, I was I was hitting down some shots. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, we played last night. How would that go? That you know, it was different rim. I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. I had just had a lot of. Dude, I, he didn't I, have his headband on. I didn't have my headband on. My hair was in my Super eyes. Superpower. You know. Yeah, I turn into the hoodie mellow um, when I when I have my headband on. Um, but yeah, the 76ers ended up pulling that one out. Didn't like the fight I saw from this uh, from the t- Timberwolves. They had a good, really good first quarter there. I thought they were going to stick with them. They're up um, for about the first third of the game, um, but then. Lost, lost control. Let him, let him get away. Free throw merchant coming in clutch again. Yeah, for the it was your 76ers. It was your second quarter that really let you down. Yep, gave up thirty four and only put up eighteen. And we all uh, later on Tuesday, we all, all three of us fell victim to the John Morant effect. The Grizzlies played the Lakers in LA and they lost. We thought the Grizzlies would come in there with John Morant. John Morant dropped sixty, but again, only sixty, sixty caliber. Um, <laughs> But the Grizzlies were winning the whole game too. Anthony Davis just wants to go out there and drop thirty plus points and twenty plus rebounds. Uh, ever since ever since John Morant said that he was fine in the West, Anthony Davis has taken that personal. And until his legs give out like potato chips, he is going to keep dropping forty on every team. All right, then our last game Wednesday, uh, the Cavs at Heat. Um, I picked the Heat. I was wrong. They Cavs won by like four. It's like 100 yeah. to 104. It was yep. a close game. It's it close was a game. very close game. At the very end, uh, who made that costly turnover? Or it was it was just really poor play overall by um, Oladipo was uh, just shooting up some terrible shots, making bad decisions. I think they needed to take him out of the game, and they probably would have won. Yeah. Well, they play again, and we've picked that game. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, moving on. We have some picks for this upcoming week. So, again, Josh went 5-8 and eight that uh, this past week. I went 4-9. and nine. I don't want to talk about it. And Brandon went 9-4. and four. He's flipped around. You never want to talk about it after a week, do you? Because you haven't Listen, had a, I don't I'll, think I'll, you have a winning week yet. I, well, here here we go. Week 4. Oh, this, actually, this will be last, my winning week. last week you had a 7-6 and six record. Yeah, exactly. Come and on. the week before that you had a 6-7 and seven record. So you were close, but you've only had one winning week out of three. So that's not, not great, man. It's not great, but this week will switch the tides. I, I, if I go 100% this week, will you give me 50 bucks? No. <laughs> okay, well, never mind. You still won't be number one in the overall rankings. <laughs> You're right, because we picked some of the similar picks. But here, let's talk about it. Friday, tomorrow, or, or the day this is being uploaded, I guess, the Nets will be at the Wolves. I'm the only one that chose the Wolves. I'm the only one that has faith in the Timberwolves of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, I think that they will come out to play. I think they're going to bounce back after that loss to the 76ers. I think that they have a lot to play for. They're in that spot. They're, the, again, the West is so stacked right now, and they're still it's still really close, with it, especially with the Nuggets losing um, and a bunch of the teams in the middle of the pack there, the, uh, the Wolves, the Mavs, the Lakers. Not the Lakers. The Wolves, the Mavs, the Clippers, all losing some games. It's getting really close here in the West, and... 
The Grizzlies have lost three in a row. That's going to switch up the West. The Suns, now that they have KD, they're probably going to bounce up and take ahead of the spot of the Grizzlies. Yeah. I see the Warriors losing. They have not found their groove in, in recent days. Um, again, the Mavericks, the Kyrie deal, it has just not really been showing in the, in the, in the standings. They're going to continue to drop. The Lakers have moved up into the number nine spot, which I think is surprising. I think the Thunder deserve it more than the Lakers. I think the Thunder will overtake the Lakers, in my opinion. They might flip-flop by the end of the season. That's just my opinion. Jazz have just been falling in recent days. That's just four losses in a row. Not doing so hot. And me and Brandon picked the Nets in this game. And I've, I'll, I'll speak for both of us. I just think the Nets are a better team, even though they're kind of like uh, pieced together weirdly. I think they're going to come out and play. Hard-nosed uh, hard defense, and the Wolves are just soft so part of the reason i've chosen the wolves is cam johnson the past couple games i think he's had like less than 10 points the past four games he's new so yeah he's new, new but he's also a couple weeks ago he was dropping 40 yeah on the suns that's we i chose the nets because of mikhail bridges yeah i like mikhail he's a dog all right next game a repeat of last week's one of last week's games the Cavs at the heat this time it's at, at the heat we all have the same picks we, as last same week. picks same I'm picks my heat you know I'm we don't think the location do. will change anything no but i mean i I just think uh, it was a close enough game that maybe home, home court advantage uh, wins a few more shots going down for the Heat. Cavs missing a few. Um, but, yeah, I have faith in the Heat to bounce back. Moving on to Saturday, we have three games, the first of which will be the Knicks at the Clippers. All three of us have the Knicks. Not much to talk about there. I mean, they're on a winning streak. So. They're on a winning streak, and the Clippers are trash, in my opinion. I don't think they're going to – I think, think they'll be a playing team. When they beat the Grizzlies, that was their first – I don't want to say first win with Russell Westbrook. But that it, was, I think it was. It might have been, but that was that was. I think Russell Westbrook was zero and seventeen while he was in the starting lineup yep. this year. So that's one of the reasons I'm that's not picking them. Crazy Kings at the Suns. Josh and I both have the Suns, and Brandon has the Kings. Brandon, you want to explain why you have the Kings at Phoenix? Um, yes, we have multiple Suns games this week, and I just I didn't want to. I don't want the Suns. I'm not gonna say okay. I, you don't want the Suns to win? Are no. You for real, right? I just, a three-game win streak this week, you know, they're traveling. I just, you know, I had to choose an upset game. The Kings, you know, they're going to light the beam. De'Aaron Fox is going to go in there and show Devin Booker who the real point guard is. Mm, and um, Sabonis is just going to lock down KD. All right. Next game, Bucks at the Warriors. We all chose the Bucks. Warriors have not been looking good the past couple games, especially in OKC. That game was fun to watch. Curry at the end just chucks up threes, man. I mean, this guy just does not care. Just throws them up. He try, I saw him at the very end. Well, after the buzzer, he was just trying to hit half-court shots just because he's bored. I feel like he just he's just bored. He just plays the game just to have fun. It's like a practice for him. That's what it looks like. I feel like they're not playing team basketball like they did in the uh, late 2010s. Yeah, I just feel like they're a small team this year after. They don't really have, like, a big guy. Pause. Um, so on Sunday, we have Nets at Nuggets. All three of us chose the Nuggets. Not much to talk about there. You guys yeah. think the Nets are better than the Wolves, um, but I, <laughs> you also think that the Nuggets are better than the Nets. Yeah, because yeah. the Nuggets are way better than the Wolves. Uh, well, not according to last night when the Nuggets played the, the Bulls. That was not a very good game by the that Nuggets. It wasn't the Nuggets. <laughs> what are you talking about? Can't win them all, Cole. But it's still, it don't matter. I, they're still a better team. Yeah, it's a home game for the Nuggets. All right, a less important game. Trailblazers at Pelicans, another game in that Western Conference. Uh, this is kind of the lower tier teams. Um, but we have them at the Pelicans in New Orleans, and we all have the Blazers. I Dang think Damian Lillard will drop 50 points this game. Yeah, I think he's yep. going to, you know, he and CJ McCollum used to play on the same team, and I think he's going to go in there and show CJ who's boss, man. I mean, of course, and the Pelicans don't have Zion. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they 
I just I want Zion to be healthy, man, because he's a top five player in the NBA when he's healthy. And d- d- don't even look at me like that. What Josh. you're telling me? Okay, whatever. Maybe we'll move top on. ten. We'll maybe move fi- on. maybe top nope. fifteen. Nope, nope, nope. Top five. That's unbelievable. All right, Monday Bucks at Kings. Um, I chose the Kings again, and they chose the Bucks. Bucks. I mean, it's just. Um, I don't know. I just think Giannis is going to go in there and do his thing. I don't know who you're going to guard. Sacramento's Giannis good, but they're not that good. Let's be real. I think no. I think Sacramento's a top five team in the West. But I, just the Bucks are the yeah, number one. Yeah, but they're one not as good as the East. Bucks. So it is what it is. I guess. Suns at Warriors. We all have the Suns winning. Warriors yes, again have not found their groove. Suns are going to go in there and make a statement on the road. Watch Tuesday out. we have Bucks at Suns. We have uh, me. I'm the only one choosing the Bucks. I think the Bucks. Uh, are going to come in there and beat the Suns. The Suns are good. They're good enough to beat the Warriors, but they're not as they're not good enough to beat the Bucks. I think opinion. if I think if KD comes back, I mean, we're sp- KD did twist his ankle last night, so he may miss one game, but I don't think he missed more than one. We're making these picks by assuming that KD is going to be back playing. for all these games because I right. think the Suns made a statement that he's only supposed to be out for one game. He should be back by yeah. the first game. So I think I don't know who you're going to guard KD with, and then I don't know if you guard KD with Giannis. Yeah, you do. I don't know who you're going. I mean. You don't need to guard Chris Paul. You can leave him Drew open. Drew Holiday locks down. Okay, Devin Booker, Drew Holiday, Giannis, KD. Who's going to guard Aiden? Brooke Lopez? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's where I expose them. <laughs> and then who's going to guard CP3? You can leave him open. You can CP3 just put him in right. CP3 is like 37 can, years old. You can put him under the basket. Like molasses. Okay. He can keep mid-range shots. <laughs> he averages points. like maybe like five it's points. Like you pick the Suns. <laughs> <You're dead laughs> no. I'm agreeing with you, dude. I, okay. The best duo in the NBA. That's what I'm saying. All right, Wednesday we have three games. Uh, 76ers at Cavs. We all have 76ers, except for Brandon. Brandon picks the Cavs. Why do you pick the Cavs, Brandon? Uh, you know, I'm really trusting the process over there in Cleveland. And um, they've played already this year. And, you know, I think they split it. They lost at the 76ers, one at home, another home game. They really just think they're going to win near down the end of the stretch. Want to boost their overall standings. But we'll move on to this next game. Celtics at Timberwolves. I can see that Coleman just made a change. Now, listen, if you go back and look, on this, we're on a Google Doc right now. If you go back, someone, I think it was Josh. It must have been Josh. Changed my pick from the Celtics. It was Brandon. Changed my pick from the Celtics. It was originally, so Celtics are at the Wolves. I'm going to this game over spring break. I will be at this game. He's a Wolves fan. I'm a Wolves fan. Uh, I'm going back to Minneapolis, going across the country. Going to go cheer on my Wolves. I think that the Celtics will win this game. And the reason I do these picks is I'm not I'm not. It's a win-win situation. It is a win-win situation. I don't let it get to my head. So I, you know, I kind of hope the Timberwolves win where we make him do another apology. Yeah, because you know, you know there's a punishment at the end of this, Coleman. So are you really winning? There is. I, I think the Celtics have the best chance to win. That doesn't mean I don't want the Timberwolves to win. Like it I, I, does. I can. No, it doesn't. No, not not not, not whatsoever. Um, so yeah, not much to say about that except that I will be there. I'll be cheering on the Wolves. Um, I hope they win, but at the same time, I think the Celtics will pull out. Uh, unfortunately, awesome. Warriors at Clippers. We have we have uh, Clippers are the team that beat, uh, Josh and I chose to win, and Brandon chose the Warriors. Explain why the Warriors are going to win in Los Angeles. I guess they're. I mean, they're both in California, so it's not like it's like an away game, really. And I just you know, still Ka- an away game. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have really let me down these past years, man. And Russell Westbrook, as much as I wish he was still in his prime, he's just not, man. If you told me in 2017 that Russ. Kawhi, PG are on the same team. I'd be like, that's wraps. And aren't that's, producing. That's four and zero. Oh. Like, are you kidding me? Like, how are they doing this poorly? And they're not showing effort. 
Uh, I, I mean, it's it's really bad. Yeah, I, did you all see that clip when, uh, I don't know who, who they were playing, but Russell Westbrook, they just kept leaving him open on that, the Yeah, three. they left him open. I think they were playing the Warriors. Yeah, they, they he, just he wasn't shooting. Open. He doesn't have that confidence like he, he used to. He has zero confidence. And I think the NBA fans player. have, like, tore him down, man. He's, like, he's in his own head. I hate to see that, man. It does. It's, it's really kind of sad. And you can make jokes all the time, but when he makes statements and his, his wife makes statements about, like, how his kids go to school it, and they get, like, called West and he gets called Westbrook, that's just sad, to be yeah, honest. You, it's bigger than that. just the game. I mean, it's really just sad. Yeah, it's, you know, he's a person. I get, like, you know, as a fan, you want, like, your team to do good, but at the end of the day, he's a person, man. Yeah, he's the same as and you. He and does, he doesn't deserve this hate because it's not like he's... Lo- like you know, losing in the playoffs, his team don't make the playoffs. I don't, I don't get why he, do- I don't get why he's getting all this hate. I mean, LeBron is just you know, it, at the when LeBron retires, bro, I feel like something's gonna come out on how he is like ruling the Lakers, man. Because well, I mean, he definitely is. What do you mean? You, nothing's gonna come out. That's just common knowledge. I, I don't know. I just feel, I feel bad for Russ, man. I do as well. They recruited him to the Lakers and then they let him down. Man. I'm gonna stop calling him Westbrook. Actually, I'm probably not gonna stop calling him Westbrook. Let's be real. So all disrespectful. Right. It is disrespectful, but at the same time, it's really funny. All right. All right, guys. That's it for this week on the Wild Cards podcast. Um, make sure you follow the socials. The Instagram is show wild cards, all one word. The TikTok is the Wild Cards podcast, all one word. Make sure you follow both. We're going to be posting a lot on there this week. We will not have another uh, podcast next Friday because we are all out of town for spring break. But we'll definitely be back in two weeks. And uh, don't miss us too much. But we're going to be posting a lot on our TikTok for March Madness. And you guys can join our bracket. We'll have a bracket thing on there to see how you guys uh, stack up against us. So we'll see. If you guys want to join that, just make sure you follow TikTok and socials. Uh, Until next time, I'm Joshua. I'm Brandon. And I'm Colin Madlin. Thanks, guys. Peace.